Welcome to Art for All, sponsored by Sketchbook School. As a thank you for joining us, I'd like to give you a free ebook and our monthly newsletter full of tips, recommendations, and other cool stuff. Just head over to sketchbookschool.com to claim your freebies and to learn more about our classes and workshops and our membership program. We believe that art is for everyone, and I hope our podcast inspires you to create and explore your own artistic journey. Thanks for listening. On with the show. Welcome to Art for All, the Sketchbook School podcast. I'm your host, Danny Gregory. Sketchbook School is an online art school, but it's actually a lot more than that. For tens of thousands of creative people around the world, Sketchbook School is a chance to start being creative again. To learn to draw and paint, sure, but, but also to overcome the blocks and obstacles that have held them back. Besides classes and workshops, Sketchbook School is also a huge community of creative people. People like you who want to be inspired and get back to the pure joy of creativity they once had as children. It's a wonderful place, and I'm so lucky to be part of it. Stay tuned, and I'll tell you more about it later on and how you can join and be a part of what we're doing. Here's what we say to ourselves. I should draw more. I should write more. I used to practice so much more. I don't know what to paint. I have no time to write a novel. If I quit my job, I could work on my screenplay. I just can't focus. We give ourselves huge, unrealistic expectations, and we get depressed when we can't get them done. Depressed and resigned to never achieving our dreams. Or we have this sort of vague, amorphous ambitions. Like, I'd like to X. I ought to Y. I never Z. We need to get to work making stuff. And unachievable goals and fuzzy dreams, they just won't motivate us. What we need is a project. Remember projects like building a model airplane or writing the story of the unicorn or putting on a puppet show or building a cool machine that shot death rays at the cat or making a movie with your brother and your neighbors about cowboys and superheroes and aliens? Something that we did just for the doing with no client, no purchase order, no strategic briefing documents, no... No price tag. Just something that would be cool to do and that we could start right now. You need a project. A project is the answer to what should I make? What should I do with that? A project is a blueprint for your free time. A series of assignments that will add up to something grand when it's done. But more important, will be really fun doing, getting there, making. I love projects. They're basically all I do. This podcast is a project, and my blog is a project. Sketchbook School is a project. Projects start out as a whim, but they can become your job, your career, the thing they chisel onto your headstone. Or they can now stand up in the attic, the basement, the trash. It's all good. I love to talk about projects, so I called up my pal, Roz Stendhal. 
She's an artist, a designer, a bookbinder, a rubber stamp carver, a screenwriter, an editor, a, a scientist, a, a dog trainer, and a bit of a nut. I asked her what project she has going. Well, there's my correspondence project. There's uh, my daily dots. There's my bird a day. There's my carving a day. There's my daily writing, which I've done since I was five. There's my rocks project. There are my natural science projects where I devote time to studying a site over the course of uh, three to five years. And there's my invasive species project. Um, And then chickens, dogs, and beards aren't really projects. That's just my life. I love the idea of a correspondence project, don't you? Roz writes amazing letters, and her emails are voluminous and sometimes a bit exhausting to read. She writes fast and clear, just like she talks. The correspondence project, I had noticed how my correspondence had really fallen off because email was taking over my life, and I really missed the letters I'd get in the mail. I was very heavily involved in the mail art uh, movement in the 80s and the 90s, and I missed getting all that bulkage in my mailbox. As a graphic designer, I designed some letterhead stationery, a really cool envelope with a guy in a lab coat, bubbling test tubes and such, and I called it Correspondence Lab, and I think I started in the um, spring. So for me, it's never important what day you start. I don't think you should wait to start a project the first day of the month or the first day of the year. I think you should just start a project. Commit, dive in, and do it every day from then on. And so that's what I did with the Correspondence Project. I sat down and I started writing to all the people in my address book. And every day I would write one handwritten letter. And then I would send it off to someone on my list. Over the course of the year, I'd never missed a day. Sometimes the letters were very short. Uh, Sometimes they were longer. Creatively, it helped me keep back in touch with people and to make me define what personal touch was and how I wanted to have those aspects of my life where I was connected with people as opposed to just working independently in the studio. A project can be a great way to focus on a technical goal. Recently, I wanted to learn how to use Procreate on the iPad, so I started a project in which I drew a different dog every day on the iPad. Different breed, different style, some that look like cartoons, some that look like Monet, and soon I had over 130 drawings. That's the other benefit of a project. It's, it's a great way to get a whole gang of work done. It's a tablespoon by tablespoon. And soon you have a whole heap made before breakfast. The Bird a Day project was to finish a painting of a bird every day. I had all these illustrations in my journals of birds, and I turned them into full-blown acrylic paintings. From going to the zoo and drawing the animals and from going to various farms and just from being out in the wilderness, I had enough raw material in my sketchbook that I could turn that into finished painting. I could devote the two hours that I would need every day in order to finish this project. Whenever I do a project, I like to set parameters because I find that parameters not only focus you and make it 
more um, likely that you'll achieve your goal of doing it every day, but they also help you discover more clearly what it is you're looking for. You can set a parameter that stops you from bending excessive so that going forward you may realize that you can create something substantial in a very brief time period. So there's a lot of learning that can happen even when you set up an intention to do one thing and you find out that you're actually uh, having other benefits that you didn't think happen. So I want to focus on acrylic for 30 days. Every morning I got up, I randomly picked one of the illustrations, pulled it off the shelf, opened it up, transferred it to the canvas or drew directly on the canvas. And then I was off and running painting and did that every day uh, for a month. And then when it was all done, I mentioned it to someone and she happened to be curating for a local gallery. And she said, I'd like to show that in my gallery. And so we did that. And then it went to another place and another place. And uh, it was quite fun. It was very well received. And uh, it was a nice, substantial body of work for a month. And it set me up to do the stuff that I needed to do for my big show that was coming up. A project is also an answer to the question that's plagued us since we were bored six-year-olds. I don't know what to make. I can't think of anything. It's no use. Forget it. I suck. This sucks. Rather than whining and whimpering, start a project and let your work haul you out of that rut. I'm a very work-driven person. Um, So if I have a lot of projects for work, I want even more projects for my life. It's just my psychology. For someone else, it might be that they need to get out of a slump, and so that might be a reason for them to do a project. For me, besides the fact that I just enjoy doing them, a reason for doing a project, which I think would overlap with other people's reasons, is that it's a time, the duration of the project, whether it's two weeks, four weeks, a year, whatever, is to... Focus on something, whether it's a theme or a skill or a tool or medium, that will allow you to become more proficient in that. So, for instance, when I was doing the birds project, I was able to focus on acrylic painting. If I would not done the daily project, I would think that it would be possible for daily life to interrupt And while I might have said to myself, I'm going to paint acrylic paints every day for a month, I would have put it off on some days, even though I'm very goal-driven. But by making it a project, I really focused on that, that medium. I always tell my students, if they're interested in learning watercolor or they're interested in working with a brush pen, that they should really dive in and they should make it a project and they should do it every day for a month. Use that in some way so that it becomes something comfortable to use and so that they begin to find the nuances of that medium. They might find that they love or hate certain kinds of work that are related to the project. The negative things that you can learn are positives because what they tell you is you don't want to be doing this type of project. You need to be using your creative energy somewhere else. And while that's a negative, that you don't want to do this project, is a positive because you found out where you really should be putting your life. And ultimately, the benefit of the project is that you find out how you want to use your voice in the world and where you want to put your energy. And you identify for yourself what things matter to you, what things are interesting to you. That's a really interesting point. So often we think we want something without actually trying it. We have a vision of ourselves as writers or painters or actors or restaurateurs or soulful singer-songwriters. 
But we haven't gone beyond the daydreaming stage to see if we'll actually like living our dreams. A project is a chance to do a low-risk dry run, to try out what it would be like to quit our jobs and just draw birds every day. Maybe we'll love it. Maybe we'll learn something about ourselves that's really quite different. A project is a chance to put on the roll for an hour or two a day and see if it's truly what we want to devote the rest of our lives to doing. One of the primary things about the project is it gives you a clear creative space where money and reimbursement is not involved. I think you should still put boundaries on it so your head just doesn't fly out to the clouds, but it frees you from any kind of client expectations or other audience expectations and allows you to just generate what you personally want to do. I think it's, it's very positive that when, when you get up and you go to the studio, you have something to do to start you off. I think that that is a plus that you can engineer into your daily practice. Now there is that one thing that you can cross off your to-do list or that you can always look forward to as a reward after a busy day, however you want to play with it in your own life, whether you want to put it at the beginning of your day, the end of your day. I asked Roz if the idea of doing personal projects had grown out of her career as a graphic designer. Maybe it was an extension of her professional process and that she was just adding it onto the list of her assignments. Client, client, Roz, client, client, Roz. My father and mother are both very hardworking, but I also saw with the people that worked with my father, they had special projects. So you'd go into the ad department and the illustrator there would be very quick to show you that besides drawing pictures of Speedy, the little logo for Alka-Seltzer, he was also doing a series of cars, uh, cars that he grew up with in the 40s and 50s. And that was his side project. My childhood prepared me for being a designer as opposed to a designer preparing me to do side projects. So where do you get the time? That's really the question we're asking ourselves, right? How can we find the time and energy to add on one more thing to our workload? A thing that no one's paying us for. And what is the payoff if we do? I see in my friends who are working as designers and illustrators and uh, other people in, in creative fields, they are constantly chasing the notion of how, what's the payoff in what I'm doing. Any time that we aren't working is time we aren't getting paid. So there's a trap that the creative freelance professional can fall into, which is that I have to use all of my billable hours as billable hours. So I've seen a lot of creative people, they show up at the state fair sketch out and stuff like that, and that's the first creative personal thing they've done in five years is show up and just sketch out with a bunch of different people. When I feel you should be doing it every day because it feeds the creative energy. You and I both know that momentum feeds momentum. And so for me, a daily project is just something that keeps momentum going. And momentum doesn't know where it should be you. If you create momentum in your private project and then you go back to your desk, momentum is going to say, okay, now I'm going to put it into this computer project that I'm working on. And it just keeps going. So you have a whole day of momentum. Whereas um, you can also have the negative effect of that, which is if you don't do projects, it can go into the flip side of that where you, you lose your momentum. But I, I think it's, it's very important to realize that momentum is going to go where you 
you point it at any given moment. But the first thing is to get that head of steam going. I think back when you were um, doing your uh, one of your books and you were writing in the morning before breakfast and, and, and doing some drawing and other things before breakfast, well, you still went in every day to work. But I think that, and we've not talked about this, but I bet if we had, you would have told me that when you got into work, you didn't feel tired or drained. You felt energized. You were, hit, you were already revved up and ready to go. That's the way that kind of project helps us. It creates that momentum. Now, for someone who's not a creative, you don't have to worry about being uh, paid. So you don't have that sort of uh, handicap in your head worrying about your billable hours. But what you do have is the lack of momentum because you aren't already doing it as a job. And so you have to get up ahead of steam artificially. And the best way I tell people to do it artificially is to borrow a phrase from Nike and say, just do it. You don't say, I'm going to write the great American novel in the next month. You say, I'm going to write five pages of crap every day for the next month. And if any of those pages are great, I'm going to cherish it. But all, I, all I'm setting out to do is write those five pages. Then you get up, and every day, whether you feel like it or not, whether you have a cold, whether you um, have family emergencies, you get that work done. That's how you build momentum for a creative project when you don't already have creative momentum running in your life. What project would you like to embark on? Maybe that question is your first project. When I get stuck, I'll spend my personal project time making lists of ideas. Take half an hour early in the morning to just sit and brainstorm. Write down 10 ideas and then have breakfast. In a week, I have 70 ideas. And the following week, I have lots of things to start with. I have my big list of ideas. If you'd like to learn more from Roz, join the course that she teaches at Sketchbook School. It's called Beginning. Roz is one of six artists who teach you how to begin turning your sketchbook into an idea factory, a, a daily journal, a place to draw and study animals and people and street scenes and so much more. It's one of our most popular courses, and it's inspired tens of thousands of people to turn their creative dreams into projects that they can work on in their spare time and change their creative lives. People have become professional illustrators. They've written books. They've opened Etsy stores. They've done all kinds of cool things after beginning. I'm proud to say that I'm one of the teachers, too, and I'd love to see you join us. Enroll today and use the coupon code ARTFORALL, and you'll get a sweet discount. One word, ARTFORALL. Just sign up at sketchbook.school. That's where the Sketchbook School website is. And you can see all the courses that we offer there, including beginning. And then you'll have lifetime access to a creative resource that'll start your engines and get your momentum going. Thanks for joining me and Roz here for Art for All. I'll see you again next time with more inspiration and creative problem solving. And don't procrastinate. Sign up for beginning or one of our other courses at sketchbook.com. Dot school and don't forget that coupon code art for all thanks bye bye if 
you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And remember, visit sketchbookschool.com and claim your free ebook and your monthly newsletter. Our community is always growing, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Art for All.